if you don't have a self rider here, battle boy. <laughs> take okay. two, take two. If, if you, you don't, don't have a self rider here in BattleBots, you're in big trouble. trouble. Nailed it. <laughs> First try. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have a question for you, Spike. What is it? If Tombstone is going to be the robot president, who is the vice president? The vice president? Well, the first lady is Ray Billings. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yes. Because we discussed this earlier. Yes, the first lady is Ray Billings. That just makes sense, right? Yeah, I mean... And they're, they're a couple. Yeah. That's the way I see it. That's the way it has to go. And the vice president is probably Lockjaw. Like, I feel like he has the experience, he has the resume, he's been vetted for the position, he makes a perfect vice presidential candidate. <laughs> Locked off for vice president. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Secretary of Defense, Hydra. Yeah, I can see that. Hydra is the Secretary for Defense, absolutely. Who is the, like, I don't know what the person who's in charge of the army is. Yeah, I don't know either. The, the army man. Yeah, who's like a five-star general? <laughs> mm, probably huge. Yeah, I could see. Oh, I, that's because I look like a cannon, though. So yeah, yeah. Makes it makes perfect sense, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Uh, we, what, are, what are we talking about? I think we need to talk about how good Chris and Kenny are at their jobs. Oh, my God. They are peaking at the perfect point in the season, aren't they? Yeah, they are. I'm so enjoying everything that they They're said. They're really tuned up at this point. We're seeing every episode, they're just delivering big hits. Yeah, super reliable, like, motors never burn out on these two. Really zippy. Yeah. I haven't seen smoke come out of Chris or Kenny for a while now. Yeah, they've really tuned it in. <laughs> they've really tuned it in. It's great to see. And can we just talk about the driving from... <laughs> <laughs> Farouk's driving is so good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm loving Chris and Kenny at this point. They uh, they really got me laughing last episode. Yeah, they've really hit their strides, I feel. It's re- I mean, they've always the thing is they've always been good, but yeah. it's just recently, I don't know, they've really stepped it up. Yeah, they have. It's it's hard to stack anyone in any other commentary position against Chris and Kenny. Name a name a better duo. Oh, uh, there is that duo in Australia that commentate like the comedy duo that comment, I forget what, who are like they? Like they're on the radio and yeah, they do the what are State they? of Origin. Yeah, what's their names? Uh, oh. we'll, we'll look it up. But if you don't know the State of Origin, that's where New South Wales and Queensland have a have a football grudge match. Stop burping all the time. <laughs> that was a quiet one. <laughs> I couldn't help it. Yeah, we go state versus state. It doesn't matter what state you actually play in. It's just whoever can pay you the most. That's who you play for. But, um... Yeah. Blues versus Maroons. Uh, it's all a big charade. Yeah, it really is. It's just another excuse for the football to make money. Yeah, I don't buy it at all. It always go. It's like best of three, and it always goes, oh, New South Wales won one match, Queensland won another, so we can sell a lot of tickets for the third one. And guess who always wins? Yeah, it's always Queensland. It's always Queensland. Okay, Look, I need to... I've hit my limit for football talk once again, very quickly. Wait, I just need to find this duo, because they're so funny. Okay. Oh, it's like HG and Roy or something? Yeah, I think it's HG and Roy. Yeah, HG and Roy. And they did The Dream. What's The Dream? Oh, The Dream is great. It's where they... Com- so in the year 2000, our blessed country got to host the Olympics. Right. And so HG and Roy commentated like a couple of sports. They're just like... I think they did diving. No, I think they did synchronized swimming, floor gymnastic routines, and something else. But they just did their comedy commentating over the top of that. And, oh, go look it up on YouTube. It's so f- yeah, it's so funny. Look up some HG and Roy. I'll leave a link in the description if I can find one, which I, w- I probably can. I want to hear HG and Roy commentate BattleBots. I think that would be hilarious. Isn't that meant to be us? No, it's Chris and Kenny. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, true. I guess you've got to be commentating it live for it to be good. Yeah. No, we just give our goofs and spoofs. After we've thought about them for a while. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, On the spot's a bit harder. You know, Chris and Kenny up there with HG and Roy. Yeah. Oh, all right. We yeah. have some thank yous to say. Oh, we do have some thank yous. 
I want to give, and Tegan wants to give, a big shout out to Randy Nunez. Oh. Thank you for supporting the podcast. He bought us some slices of pizza on buymeacoffee.com slash bots, bots, bots. Yeah, thank you so much, Randy. Yeah, and I've also been chatting with Randy on Instagram. I feel like we, like, share a message at least once a week about the upcoming episodes or discussing the previous episodes. It's been really cool. I think he's a top-notch dude. It's great. I'm having a good time. I've met, you know, I've talked with so many more people around the world about BattleBots and combat robotics in general, and it's just been the best time since starting this podcast. Honestly, it's been... I feel truly honoured and blessed that people want to talk to us about robots. We were so excited, though, when we got a little notification email... That somebody had bought us some pizza and... We did a little dance. It was great. It was great. Thank you so much, Randy, for making our whole week and the rest of our month. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We also need to thank um, our favourite rookies this year, Jackpot, for sending us some t-shirts. Oh boy, those are cool t-shirts. They're heaps good. I love the like weapon crossed over design that I've got. It's awesome. Thank you so much, Jackpot. That's one of that was one of their limited edition ones from oh. when the the first episode cuz they did I didn't know until they told me and then I was like, "Whoa, I wish I knew that's the best idea." But they did limited edition t-shirts for each episode. So the crossed over ones was from their first fight where they weapons became unsynced like their oh, two discs true. became unsynced and they looked crossed over oh that's cool i know i, was I like, didn't even realize that how good is it oh i love that shirt even more than i already <laughs> did and i didn't think that was possible <laughs> yeah thank you so much jackpot yeah honestly so thankful you guys are all legends i'm so excited super comfy shirts we will leave some links in our description to where you can pick up a jackpot shirt for yourself because they are awesome shirts yeah honestly get one they are comfortable all right tegan we got a lot of fights this week these episodes are getting long in the tooth they are they are and let me tell you i think we watched it this time we watched this episode twice two and a half times because one of our friends had to leave to go let a lawn mowing person into their house yeah, and we had to go back and you know catch him up catch him up on the three fights that he missed three or four fights that he missed but that's okay because let me tell you All of these fights, I thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah, even the third time around. Yeah. (laughs) All right, let's get started. Let's get cracking. Let's talk about Shadowverse Lockjaw. All right, first off, the (laughs) first hot topic on the block. I need to get this out of the way. It is Donald Hudson with a T. Hudson. Donald Hudson. Yeah, because I am certain that I and maybe Tegan, maybe Tegan's got it right every single time, but I've definitely heard, I think just the American accents through me, I've heard Donald Hudson, and I just keep saying Donald Hudson, and it's Donald Hudson. Look, it doesn't sound that much different. No, it doesn't, but like last week we made a point to go back to the pits and get his name right, and we got it wrong, (laughs) so that is just, that's excellent. Well well done. I think that we definitely have been saying Donald Hudson, but that's because when you're just saying it, it sounds Hudson and Hudson. I'm sure you must get it all the time. It doesn't sound that different. No. And especially coming from an American accent, I don't know, maybe that's just me, doesn't sound that different. No, it doesn't sound that different. I'm sure he gets it all the time. Uh, Everyone knows who we're talking about, so no no big... No big dealie. I just wanted to clarify, I do know what your name is. (laughs) Now you know who did a big wheelie. Oh, Lockjaw did. Lockjaw did do a big wheelie. Oh boy, that was maybe a mistake. Yeah, all right. I mean, unavoidable. Uh, first things first, I'm the realist. Second thing is Shatter is looking pretty again. They've put all of their fun vinyl stickers on the oh, side again. I love it. it makes me extremely happy to see. I kind of missed it last time we saw them fight. Yeah, they've got a fresh armor panel on for this fight as well. Yeah. That old one was looking pretty worse for wear. I reckon they still would have survived with that old one in there, but maybe it just wasn't mountable anymore. Yeah. Honestly, that was pretty chewed up. But yeah, Shadow looking like it's fighting its first match of the competition yeah, here. Yeah, <laughs> it's looking fresh. Except that it's perfectly homed in and really packing a punch. Yeah, um, Lockjaw brought that layer of... Polyurethane? Yeah. Half um, inch plate? Yeah, brought that on top. Yeah, didn't, uh, didn't work. No, let's talk about how much it didn't work. It didn't 
work at all. Yeah, so Shatter missed the first two shots, but then they started landing several close to the body, sort of looked like a wheel shot, and then another one... Eventually, one just shattered that plate. Yeah, it just... I did not expect it to shatter so easily. No, but I suppose that's in the name. Yeah, it's in the name, right? (laughs) (laughs) It's what's on the box. (laughs) As seen on TV. Yeah, as seen on TV, shatter will shatter your polyurethane plate. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it really did not hold up, like, at all. I thought it would, like, withstand a couple of blows, but it was just... Gone. Yeah, obviously some damage delivered to Shatter there. Yeah. They did have some hits on the main weapon, which was pretty scary, but no belts lost. However, when Lockjaw got flipped over, something went wrong. I don't know whether a speed controller shot it out or something else, but it let the smoke out. Oh, yeah, and then it just caught on fire. Lockjaw, I thought, was doing an okay job. They'd managed to do some good driving, and then they eventually were going to be able to, like, ram Shatter into a wall, like control shatter and then they get caught in the kill sores oh lockjaw should not be called lockjaw anymore lockjaw should be called locked in the kill sores because he's constantly <laughs> caught up in those kill sores that's his solo album <laughs> so yeah. like a country and a western album you reckon yeah it's pretty like sad lots of banjo oh no i was picturing like locked up in the kill sores <laughs> Some kind of spoons or something. (laughs) That was beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, look, they're pretty hard to avoid. They're all over the place, man. I mean, they are, and his little fangs, I'm going to call him his little, because they're like spider. They look, make me think of a spider. Like mandibles? Yeah, mandibles. Is that what they are on spiders? Uh, I just keep making this one motion with my hands. Yeah, nobody can see that. (laughs) little spider motion. (laughs) Yeah, I, I don't know. They're, I, they're little tusks, you could say. Oh, no, they just remind me of a spider. Okay. So little mandibles. Yeah. I'm calling them. They're just too floppy and they're just too thin and they always just get caught up. I mean, they do a great job getting under people, but yeah, they, they just go right into those kill sores every time. Every No one else seems to have this problem. I think they're just too aggressively downward pointed. Yeah. Yeah, and they're very sharp on the ends. Oh, look. Uh, We'll definitely... I mean, I really hope we see Donald Hudson back for next season. Because, oh, what a a driver. What a bot. What a man. What a man. What a man. What a man. What a mighty good man. I just love to hear interviews with him. Like, he's so encouraging of younger teams. He's so knowledgeable about bot building and he's just so here for the furtherment of the sport on the whole. Yeah, I do enjoy listening to him at the pre-fight interviews when he's like talking about all of the different things that he's done to his robot and his different like strategies and I'm like, man, this man knows exactly what he's talking about. Like, you know when you talk to somebody and you're like, damn, they know a lot more than I will ever know about this particular yeah. thing. <laughs> that is what happens with Donald Hudson. But at the same time, I feel like he wants to share his knowledge, like, just all the time. Yeah, he, he seems like an open book and, yeah, a lovely, lovely human. I was excited to see that Shadow brought fun little fangs for the front of their bot. Oh, did they? Yeah, they had. They didn't have, like, oh, the yeah, they flat did too. wedge. Yeah, they I had remember little them, fangs at the front. I remember them taking a shot early on from Lockjaw. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's a good little improvement. If you can get some little fangs on your bot, as long as you don't get caught in the kill sores, could be good. Yeah. Well, we saw Shadow moving on to the Sweet 16. I'm really excited for that. Shadow is really bringing back the Hammerbot meta here. Oh, yeah. They are carrying the flag this year. <laughs> yeah. That unfortunately Chomp couldn't carry. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Chomp. <laughs> oh boy. Although you may be strong, the flag was too heavy for you to carry this year. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, we have Rotator vs. Jackpot. I was so excited to see that Jackpot had switched it up a little bit. Oh boy, it, it was like a bit scary because I really thought Rotator might ride up this wedge they had on the back so they mounted into their belt (laughs) yeah wedge on the back i thought yeah rotator might just ride up that and do a big hit on their whole weapon system from behind which would not be good no but let me tell you that wedge whoever did the paint job on that wedge oh very cool so cool i thought it was sick i was like yes i just i know that we started off the season by being like 
jackpot looks an awful lot like death roll. I don't know about this robot. But let me tell you, this robot has won a place in my heart. I <laughs> love this robot and this team. It may just because they sent us shirts. I don't know. <laughs> it could have a it's definitely a way to win out win us over. If you want to earn some brownie points, you can send us shirts. Um no, but for real. It's honestly, I feel like this robot has got something special about it, and I'm so excited to see it. Progress. I think the thing about it is when we first saw it in its first fight, it was like, okay, the weapon is pretty scary. We, we hadn't really seen what it could do that fight. It got some amazing hits in. I mean, it did win the fight. Yeah, I mean, the, but we also saw it, like, cross yeah, over. Yeah, we saw it break, and we, the drive wasn't very impressive. It was getting caught up, and it just didn't look like it was going so, it was going so good. Every single fight I see it, it is driving better, it's hitting better, it's just, like, improves dramatically. Every single time! It's amazing! And I think what else I love about this robot is knowing that they spent a fraction of what everybody else has spent. Yeah, it's just simplicity. Like, it is... It's beautiful to behold. Yeah, and in this fight, we just saw it really peaking. Like, even though they lost this fight... They put in some great driving moves, and the first half of this match were just dominating Rotator. Absolutely. I was really surprised to see how well that wedge functioned, and how quick they were to turn. Yeah, able to ram Rotator into the wall, slow their weapon down. That was crazy! I loved watching that happen! I was so stoked when that happened. That was a beautiful wall hit. Yeah, it was awesome. And then to execute as well the quick 180 and get a wheel hit off... Oh, so nice. It was like, it could have been over if they'd have kept attacking that wheel, which I'm sure they were trying to do. Uh, yeah, that could have been Rotator knocked out by Jackpot. I would have loved to see it. But unfortunately, we did see Rotator eventually be able to get underneath their wedge. I think it maybe got a couple of dings and nicks in it, so it wasn't completely flat anymore. Yeah, he took the battle to more the middle of the arena. Which we know Rotator is the best in the middle of the arena. Yeah, he does do well, and he started to, to Victor Soto's credit, do some really excellent driving and start to bring the match back. I feel like maybe he just needed to learn. <laughs> I, I don't to... think he was ready. I don't think he was either. I just think he thought, oh yeah, this is going to be easy. Easy, you know, I'll show these newbie t- rookie team like how it's done. But he was not ready for like the full on send that no. Jackpot was bringing at the start of the match. It really caught him off guard by the seams of it. Yeah, I totally agree. You could kind of tell that he didn't know what to make of that wedge and how to attack Jackpot properly. But eventually, yeah, he got underneath their wedge. He gave them one giant hit. And they flew across the battle box and landed upside down. I mean, it was, yeah, it was that weapon on weapon hit that yeah. uh, landed them upside down. And unfortunately, going in the spirit of bite force, which as we know is a great tactic to have no self rider. <laughs> How has no one flipped them over? I don't understand. They just seem to land on their feet. They're like a cat. <laughs> <sighs> Jackpot. Think more like a cat next time. <laughs> yeah, think more like a cat and you'll be good. <laughs> No, I really wish that Jackpot had a self-rider. I feel like if they had a self-rider, it would have been a different outcome. To me, they seemed stronger than Rotator. The wheels were still spinning, at least. I can't speak to the weapon we would have to see. But, um, yeah, I I did see the damage on Instagram afterwards. And, boy, Rotator took a massive chunk out of those diamonds. Oh, really? Yeah, like, probably like an inch and a bit. Like, just a huge, huge gash out of it. I'm going to have to look at that. Yeah, I tell you what, though, Rotator is getting great at that sort of be on the defense, spin around to the offense move that Tombstone, I guess, really has. Yeah, Rotator with those little wedgelets on the back. His little, what is he called? They're really effective. He's got a different name for them to wedgelets. He does. I don't, yeah, I I can't remember what he calls calls them. them. But they're wedgelets. Yeah, but they are, honestly, Rotator is a force to be reckoned with and... I seriously am loving how it's performing. I'm nervous to see it go forward because it's going to verse someone who I personally love. But (laughs) we'll get to that in a bit. But yeah, I don't know. It's just a really solid robot and full credit to Victor Soto for driving this robot like a beast. Yeah, Rotator is a beast. It is... A hardy, hardy robot in the same way Tantrum is a hardy robot. Yeah, Rotator is put together. Yeah. I'm so excited to see Jackpot back next year. 
we saw on their Instagram. If you oh, go to yeah, their Instagram, yeah, you can see that they've already started building jackpot already. I mean, I would. I mean, honestly, why not ride the high? Go for it. I'm so into it. It looks so cool. I'm excited to see it once it's all painted up and it's looking flashy as hell. I love this robot. Looks like it. That's the thing. Like I say, every time I see it, it's driving even better. In this Instagram clip, it looked, I mean, it was driving on a road. That's not the battle box per se, but it looked like it was driving even better. Yeah. I was like, oh, wow, it's even zippier. It's gonna, I'm so excited to see them return. Yeah, they're going to be a great team to watch for the coming years. Yeah, I'm excited to see a rotated jackpot rematch. I think that would be... Ooh, that's that's the rematch in two two to three years' time. Yeah, <laughs> I would love to see that. That'll be the final of yeah. 2023. <laughs> Alright, so we saw Rotator move on to the Sweet 16. Then we had Perfect Phoenix vs. Endgame. And what... Oh, now it's my turn to burp, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's a burpy podcast today. Yeah. It's burps, burps, burps. <laughs> to that podcast yeah you would (laughs) (laughs) uh okay yeah so we saw that perfect phoenix brought their orange which is their heaviest bar and man it looks so good it was a great i I don't know if they meant this but it just matched endgame really nicely i know it was beautiful to see But yeah, I would bring my heaviest bar for Endgame too, because you really want to knock them out. Yeah, Endgame is... or they are ferocious. An unfortunate matchup for Tyler here, going horizontal versus one of the most, if not the most powerful vertical spinners this year. Yeah. That is really, really difficult. At the beginning with the button push, we did see Tyler hit the button with the little Phoenix toy and then hand it to Ray Billings. And there's <laughs> something about this small child just handing Ray Billings this plush toy, being like, just take that. Yeah. That cracked me up. He's like, thanks. He opens up like a, a secure foam case and like places it in there, like the yes. kind that your controllers come in. <laughs> yes. It's like, yep, yeah, great. And then he has a military robot drive that toy away. <laughs> Make sure it's in the secure space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Protect the phoenix. <laughs> yeah, this was a quick one, though. This was a crazy quick one. We once again saw Endgame yeet a robot at directly at Chris and Kenny. Why is Endgame always the one that fires things at Chris and Kenny? <laughs> yeah, it's they have a grudge. <laughs> it's brutal. Oh, boy. So, this yeah, this match was over quick. We saw a couple couple little contacts, I yeah, think. Yeah, like their wedges were kind of just like yeah, butting up right. against each other at the beginning, just kind of kissing each other. Just yeah, they a were bit. perfectly matched, which yeah. is not something you often see. It no. was pretty funny. They couldn't actually touch each other. Yeah, they couldn't. Weapons couldn't hit each other. It very was like, tense. It was quite amusing, honestly. Yeah, unfortunately, Tyler getting slammed up into the screws. Yeah. The screws did reverse, but unable to flip over. Yeah. And yeah, Jack Barker holding off on any final hits there, which was kind. Yeah, I feel like it would have just sent them into the same space that Tombstone was, where they also put Hypershock. Yeah, <laughs> if it's the exact same spot, that is something to behold. Yeah. And game's got a method down here. Yeah, they hit heavy and they their weapon doesn't seem to slow down at all during those hits. No, it is really, really honed in. It is a devastating weapon. And it just seems to be able to take the energy and keep going. Unfortunate for Victor Soto, it's going to be Rotator vs. Endgame now, confirmed. Yeah, so that's going to be interesting. That is a huge matchup of heavyweights there. My money's on Endgame. My money's been on Endgame this whole time. Yeah, me too. I, I think that's going to be a tough one. I mean, we've seen Rotator deal with vertical spinners in the way of Jackpot, but Endgame has a lot more energy, I think, behind that bar. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. But we did hear that they were having speed control issues before this match. That's true. So we'll see how well they held up during this, How what kind of issues they might come forward. Well, they have a little bit longer to tune them in, and they probably have some more data from how that match went. Yeah. Uh, but it was sad to see Perfect Phoenix go out like this. Poor Tyler. He's yeah. not, He's probably not used to losing, I don't think. 
I mean, I don't know about that. He has competed in many, many beta weight and smaller weight competitions. and But doesn't he usually win? <laughs> yeah, he, he definitely will go really good. Look, you got to take some losses. Builds character. Yeah, he definitely, like, considering he made it to the round 32, that's a feat in itself. I'm really excited to see, because Perfect Phoenix was made by... Paul Ventimiglia. Paul Ventimiglia. So... I'm excited to see if Tyler comes back next year with his own robot. Yeah, this is what I want to see. I want to see Tyler design his own robot and have Ray Billings build it. <laughs> that would be great. And him, of course, build well, it Well, I as mean, well. yes, but... But, yeah, I really wonder what he will go for, what, what kind of robot design will interest him. Yeah. I really, yeah, because I would love to see what kind of ideas this kid has. Like, because, A, he's a kid and he's a... Sm- crazy smart kid you gotta have some wild concepts i reckon yeah it's gonna be out of the box it's gonna be great to see tyler bring new things into BattleBots in years to come i cannot wait yeah but congratulations to endgame i'm excited to see them versus rotate and congratulations to tyler honestly making it into the bracket of 32 on your first year in BattleBots, and you're 11 and you're 11 that's amazing <laughs> yeah <laughs> way to go honestly so good can we move on to... No, oh. <laughs> no we can. <laughs> <laughs> can we move on to Mammoth versus Copperhead? Did you see this outcome coming at all? I did not see this <laughs> outcome coming at all. This was an amazing match. This was probably one of the best matches and the most tense match, This I is think. one of the best matches of the season, for sure. It's in the top five, I reckon. Yeah. Or, I don't know, there's some really good matches, but it's... It could be in the top five, certainly. It's so good. Um, I love, 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 first of all, that Copperhead once again painted their weapon. So it's a little snake and then a giant mammoth on the weapon. I love that. Yeah, it's great. Whoever is doing the paint jobs on Copperhead, you are winning. It's awesome. It's so good. It's so charming. And then... Mammoth brought their floppy weapon again because it's all they had. <laughs> yeah, it's all they had left. It's their UHMW uh, bloody weird claw weapon. Yeah. It's like it's like a big spring, you know? Yeah. It's like a big linear spring. Well, it's not really linear. You know? I don't know. It's a big spring. It's a big floppy weapon. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to stop saying that. <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, it was really effective. Just Mammoth able to dictate this fight, keeping Copperhead in the flip zone and just shoving those titanium teeth right into that spinner and able to disable it. I will say Copperhead had an excellent start to this match. They were being super aggressive at the beginning. They knocked off a couple of things off Mammoth. But something happened. Oh, they really mangled one of those those little inner tusks. tusks. Yeah. And it just looked like a little T-Rex hand for the rest of the match for me. (laughs) Yes. I definitely knew what you were talking about. I remember you saying that while we were watching. Like, look at the little T-Rex hand. (laughs) I was like, oh, yeah. But uh, holy moly, Mammoth was just absolutely being able to smother Copperhead. Yeah, it must be hard, I think, to drive when you've got a bot that big just corralling you in this zone and then this, you know, giant double-ended spring weapon just smashing your bot around, flipping you over. Like, that's going to be really disorienting. Yeah, it would be frustrating, I think, to be able to not get away from them properly. Like, there was a couple of times they managed to be able to get away and start over and do the attack again. But then something happened in the middle and Copperhead lost their weapon? Yeah, and which was weird because it managed to start up. So not belts gone, but yeah, maybe just a speed controller getting... Poor connection somewhere. Yeah, poor connection. Who knows, something got jostled, but I guess it got jostled back into place in the end. Yeah. I I was really impressed in this match with how good his UHMW really long tusks yeah. are. The big two ones, like, on the outer that really keep a bot inside or outside of yeah. where Ricky Willems would like. I wouldn't be surprised if we see more bots in the future. I mean, if I was a bot builder, I would definitely be taking on that design because those tusks with the metal tips, they take a hit and they don't transfer any energy back into your robot. 
the craziest thing is that the rest of Mammoth is just made out of pipe work. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's not armoured at all. So it's crazy that these, um, what is it, sorry? UHMW. UHMW. That the UHMW tusks are pretty much his armour. Like, they're the things that robots are gonna try and hit, and he knows that. Yeah, I mean, we see UHMW armour on a lot of bots in the past two seasons, and it's really effective, but to have them, like, big flexible posts like this, I think is really cool, because you can jam them in somebody's, you know, any kind of spinner's primary weapon, that's not good for them. No, not (laughs) at all. As opposed to... You know, what we see, which is like wedge slits, which are, you know, you can jam them kind of in a weapon, but, and they can have, you know, usually they're on a hinge and have a bit of flexibility and they can get hit up, but they still seem to deliver a lot of force into your robot and come off easily. Yeah. Whereas just having metal tips on the end of these does pretty much the same thing, but doesn't deliver any energy back into your robot. Yeah, it's amazing, honestly. It's really good. They've done such a good job. I was I was so nervous. It went to a judge's decision this match. They both went the full three minutes. Oh, it's super nervous. It was still close by the end, given that Copperhead was able to get that weapon spinning again. Yeah, but then Mammoth gave one last flip in the last second. I think to that's what did it. I think so too, because they were super aggressive the whole match. Like they were unrelenting. Which makes sense, because at the beginning, Ricky's right-hand man, I'm so sorry, I forget your name, but he was like, full violence, full send. And I was like, yes, yes. go for it, Mammoth. Go, Mammoth. Boy, they, yeah, and the judge's decision, gone to Mammoth, obviously. Split decision, so it was even more nail-biting. Very stressful. Very stressful. I wonder, moving on, <laughs> given that they said that they had to use this UHMW weapon that they used against Huge because that's what they had left, how are they going to go on the repairs? Because, you know, they almost lost a wheel in that fight. It was hanging on by a thread and a lot of things broken. One of the parts of that weapon was broken. And, like, how... <laughs> How are they going to go? I don't know. Fighting Shatter. I don't know. I feel like, honestly, if there's one thing I know about the pits in BattleBots, it's that someone will be able to help them out. This is true. So hopefully they can corral some help. Someone can lend them something. I don't know. Yeah. If you need to get ready for a fight, there are people there to get you ready. Yeah. So I am so excited to watch Mammoth vs. Shatter. Yeah. It's... It's honestly as good as Shatter is performing right now. That is a hard matchup for Shatter. Oh, yeah. Like, they have, with their hammer on top the way it is, I feel like it's an easy target for Mammoth's flipper. It's kind of a point where they can attack and flip. Shatter is going to need to get around to those wheels and deliver shots there. Yeah, it's going to be. Because the rest of Mammoth, not really a good target for Shatter. No, not at all. It's going to be super, it's going to be a, such an odd matchup to watch. Oh, it's going to be, it's going to be super weird. Can Mammoth, it's like, you can see Mammoth going further. You can see Mammoth beating Shatter and that is why. I know, considering I didn't, because in the my bracket, I picked Lockjaw and I picked Copperhead. Oops. So, both of those were extremely wrong. So now it's Mammoth versus Shatter, and I'm just like, what? What happened? <laughs> oh, it's it's all gone out the window. <laughs> uh, embrace the chaos. Yeah, I fully am. Also, I really want to bring up the fact that Ricky's brother had a kidney transplant, and Kenny was nice enough to say that he was happy that he was doing better and on the mend, and like, because he was a fan. I just think Kenny is one of the sweetest, most genuine humans, oh, and I love it so much. Kenny is so sweet. I've been watching a little bit of Kenny's YouTube channels that he has. And um, yeah, it's great to listen to him talk about martial arts, which is something he is so knowledgeable about. Um, you know, talk about different fights he's seen in the UFC and break those down. And it's not really something I normally watch, but it's good to get some insights. And he just comes across as such a lovely person. Can we do a special of Bots, 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 where instead of watching robots fight, we watch Kenny fight and then break that down? Ooh, yeah, we could accept <laughs> that we won't be... I don't know what we'll be we'll able to no, say about that. No, but I want to do it anyway. <laughs> I mean, look out for it. We'll, we'll workshop it. <laughs> <laughs> no promises, but we'll workshop it. I promise that it'll happen. I'll convince Spike. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's... Okay, let's move on to 
Kraken versus Warblaze. Oh boy. I wanted to believe. Our friend Lauren, as you all probably know, is a very big Kraken fan. Let's just say that she held a candlelit vigil for this robot. Yeah, I dare say (laughs) the biggest Kraken fan in Australia at this point, because I I don't know of any other Kraken fans that would recite pirate poetry. I will read it at the end of us talking about these this fight. Oh, okay, all right. You don't want to read it now? No, we'll we'll talk about the fight and then we'll read about it. Okay. Um. Yeah. This was a. Excellent matchup. Um, Sawblaze, I was so happy to see that John Mayo finally got his TV close up with the towel. Never stop swinging that towel, John Mayo. You make me so proud. Please never stop. I I don't think he can stop. Actually, I I think he is permanently swinging the towel. It must make a lot of home life difficult. <laughs> <laughs> But boy, I love it, and I'm I love it. Makes me so happy. I don't know why I've just grown so fond of this man and his towel, but I just love, I love, love, love it. It's so good. I'm glad he got the close up. Yeah. Before before this episode, I had the pleasure of watching on Instagram a live interview with Matt Spurk. Oh yeah. With Chris Rose, as you know, maybe has been doing the live interviews with a lot of the builders before the episode airs, and even though we watched the episode much later. Because Teen had to go to a wedding. Yeah, my brother got married. (laughs) It was so much fun. It was the best time. Yeah, it was pretty cute. You made your own dress and it looked really good. I made my own dress. It was super cute. I got to be the MC for the evening. I was hilarious. Who would have thought? As per usual. (laughs) I would have thought so. Yeah, this interview with Matt Spoke, though, was great. Uh, I learned that he has two cats named Grey Cat and Black Cat. Why did I call Hank Hank and not White Cat? Yeah, you should have called Hank White Cat. (laughs) I mean, that can be his nickname now. Hey, White, that pretty much is his nickname. Yeah. I love that, though. Yeah, it's really cute. He also, I mean, I can't remember too much more about it. It was a nice time talking to him. I I learned, I feel like I already knew this, but I re-remembered that he is, like, I think he's head of, like, mechanical systems as, like, a rocket engineer rocket scientist holy smokers matt spoke is a rocket scientist literally so that's pretty cool holy what that's gotta help you he was also reciting like some memories of his first fight with kraken in BattleBots. oh really and how they lost for like yeah it was in i think actually like a rumble yeah the bot died because they like had drilled some holes in it for some reason earlier and they hadn't cleaned the shavings out, the metal shavings. And I guess those metal shavings got onto a speed controller and shorted it out. Oh, so, no. Yeah, self-inflicted loss there. Oh, you hate to see it. But yeah, I love that. Grey cat, black cat. I love that so much. It's so <laughs> cute. It makes me so happy. I got to see grey cat. It was cute. Oh, I love... What a good name. What good name for cats, honestly. Yeah. That's great. Uh, okay, so robot talking time. Oh, yes. Let's talk about how good these hits from Sawblaze were onto Kraken. They were really punishing Kraken, I feel. They were getting... Their, their timing was impeccable with those with the, the saw drops. He's so quick to, like, slam you into the wall and then immediately drop the saw. Yeah, it's wild how accurate he is with it as well. Yeah. Kraken got that excellent bite on. (laughs) That was just like... It it was crazy the way that worked. It was just perfectly perpendicular, their weapon stuck in Kraken's teeth. And it was spun up when it got in there and then it just stopped. Yeah. And Kraken just bit down. Yeah. And it's like they just held them for 30 seconds. Which was great It was amazing. It's pretty hard to inflict crushing damage on that big primary weapon. I mean, but yeah. Boy, this match would have gone another way if they had. Yeah. I mean, I was un- it was unfortunate when they did get that great bite that Sawblaze was still able to drive because Sawblaze's drive is powerful. Yeah. And it felt like sometimes they were taking Kraken for a ride rather than Kraken taking Sawblaze for a ride. Yeah, Sawblaze really... I mean, Kraken being as good of a drive as it is and really able to push a lot of bots around, they definitely had a matchup with Sawblaze here. Very evenly matched in drives. I'd yeah. even say Sawblaze having maybe the stronger drive out of the two. Oh, Sawblaze definitely, I think. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but they've always had such a powerful drive. Even <sighs> if they lose their weapon, they are still one of the 
fiercest pushbots. Yeah, you can be assured that if Sawblaze loses its weapon, for the rest of the time in the box, you are being slammed into the walls. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, they were Sawblaze was super aggressive. I loved that they managed to be able to take one of the wheels off of Kraken. Yeah, that was just the perfectly aimed shot. Yeah, and then Kraken could still drive on one wheel, though. That Yeah, that was crazy. It, you know, I guess that's crab walking, but it really looked like at least the illusion of control. Yeah, honestly. And I feel like it probably didn't help that Sawblaze didn't give them any room to get counted out. Yeah, they <laughs> Sawblaze just going to town. Yeah, they weren't giving it any any room to breathe. No, they just like to really put an entertaining match on, which I can appreciate. And, you know, Kraken Kraken had a chance. They could have got a lucky bite in there. So yeah. Sorble is really kind of gambling yeah. at that point. Yeah, I love that Matt Spurk always has a sense of humor, even when it came down to the judges' call. Oh, it yeah. It was a unanimous decision towards Sawblaze, but he's pointing at himself like, oh, me? Oh, me? Are we going to win? Who, me? me? Oh, me? Unanimous oh. Kraken? <laughs> that was good, yeah. Matt Spurk is, yeah, a great competitor. Just brings so much to the sport. I really love to see him. I can't wait for Kraken next year. These improvements that he's talked about on the AMA, really exciting. I'm looking forward to seeing if we get a Kraken that is a faster biter with more power. That would just be awesome. Yeah, I am really excited to see how Kraken develops their robot for next season. They are always working on something bigger and better, so I'm excited, honestly. To end this segment out, I just wanted to say I missed a note early on here. I did want to award my MVTM for the year. What does that mean? This is my most valuable teammate award. That does go to John Mayo. Congratulations. Absolutely. Bravo, sir. (laughs) Bravo. (laughs) Completely necessary award to give out. That feels very important. (laughs) John Mayo never stops winning that town, mate. You are. Never stop. Now, let me read for you. A poem for Kraken. Okay. It is, ta- it is called Sailor's Rest. When my sailing days are over and I sail the seas no more, I shall build myself a refuge by the ocean's murmuring shore. As I watch the foaming breakers when the tide comes rushing in, I will contemplate my lifetime with its virtues and its sins. When the... <laughs> can you read that word for me? Yeah, in I can this... read that word for you. <laughs> in the second verse? Where? In the first line of the second verse. When the azure of the heavens meets the undulating blue, where the sweeping, soaring seagull flies its endless quest for food, it is there that I would rest when my work on earth is done at the endless blue horizon near the crimson setting sun. Wow. That was by D.R. Block. Beautiful. That was lovely. I know. It was quite a touching moment when Lauren read that out for Kraken. Yeah. Kraken got a a beautiful send-off. Yeah. She was wearing a pirate hat. She had a pirate pistol. We had pirate temporary tattoos. Big Kraken fan in this house. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Moving right along. We got to keep this going. Yeah. We got Groff versus Bloodsport. This was a hard one, but this was fucking hilarious. This was so... This match was honestly so funny. First of all, <laughs> Gruff just... Did they not bring extra forks? Like... I, they're just running out of pieces. Yeah. Like, I never saw them try to fix or replace these forks. And then they came out in this match with one singular little fork. One little fork. I... Yeah, really could have used two. I don't know. Maybe that's on purpose, but it seems like they're just running out of pieces. Yeah, and then Bloodsport only had two of their Wedgelands. Yeah, these bots are beat. <laughs> yeah. Now, in the first hit, we saw Bloodsport's heaviest triple blade weapon just shatter, just explode. So here's what I wrote about that. I wrote, Gruff sure is built like a tank. Side on hit. No pen. <laughs> <laughs> Sign on here. No pen. <laughs> yeah, no pen there. I guess, you know, the harder material wins out and that Magnum Triple Alloy stuff, really hard. Yeah, a lot harder than a weapon, apparently. Well, I don't know. I, I think maybe I'm not 100%. I, I meant to go back and check, but I actually didn't have time. But I think they used that tri-bar spinner against Endgame. And maybe some of the shots that Endgame put into that weapon created stress fractures and it just exploded. I don't know. It was really just like one and done. It had no... It was just gone. Yeah. And then 
And then they couldn't really use it for the rest of the match. I mean, like, I'm sure they could have if they wanted to. I really wanted them to. And then Gruff just raised their fork into the sky and just slammed into the BattleBot sign, just spearing it. <laughs> just completely ripped it off the wall. Just taking it for a ride. I'm taking this. This is mine now. <laughs> I wish they put the flamethrowers on it. <laughs> Melted it onto themselves. Yeah, that was... Or just used it as a ramp. Oh, it was so funny to see that happen. (laughs) It was just so silly. I was just really surprised how how much they just speared it. I guess that's why they've got... That's why you've got safeties. Like little foam safeties on on these parts of the robots. Is that they're really sharp. And they just can pierce through plastic signs. Hilarious, I Um, will say. I also love how um, Gruff will call... The big armor plates, these big Magnum triple alloy plates, they'll call them the chocolate bars. What? That's what I heard Kenny say that Sam McCamus calls them. He calls them chocolate bars. Whoa, I didn't, I didn't hear that. Oh, I missed that entirely. Yeah, it's great, right? <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> um, so they only had one flamer as well, Gruff. They got some pretty good flames in on Bloodsport. Yeah, they did. You know, it would have been good if they were a, if Bloodsport was a little bit more ramped on them. Credit to Bloodsport, smart using their weapon again to, to gyro themselves off. Yeah, to free themselves off that grapple there. Because if they'd have stayed there, it could have been a different story. Yeah, we saw that they managed to get a really good hit with the kill saws on the underbelly of Gruff, which yeah. we know is quite sensitive. <laughs> it, I'm not sure at what point Gruff started to lose drive. I have a feeling it was earlier than that kill saw shot, but that couldn't have helped. Gruff definitely having some trouble driving in this match, and ultimately that's what lost them the judge's decision. I mean, yeah, I was... This judge's decision, I don't know if I agree with it. I don't know. It's tricky. You know, I can see Jason Barter's point that mobility is more important because that is obviously necessary to aggression and control. At the end of this match, looking at Bloodsport, looking at Gruff, I can see that Bloodsport was the better off bot. It was driving better. I think if the match had gone another three minutes, you know, maybe Bloodsport could keep pushing them around. But in saying that, they didn't really ever use their weapon because it was gone in the first hit. Yeah, it's kind of hard. How do you, like, how do you scale damage when the weapon just explodes on the other robot? How do yeah. you How do you count that? It wasn't really damage from Gruff, but at the same time, Gruff is just armor, so maybe it kind of is. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I feel like... I don't know. I'm going to let the internet fight this one out. Yeah, uh, we are the internet. I think I don't think you understand. Podcasts <laughs> are on the internet. We don't mail these out to No, the, the rest of the internet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I was definitely going for Gruff here. I love that robot. I really hope to see them back. I don't know, just improving these flamers. Maybe bring some more forks this time. I would love to see more forks. I think if they had two in this match, they would have done better. Yeah, no, I agree. I feel like, yeah, if Gruff had to, had managed to have both flamers going, had both forks, different matchup entirely. Yeah. Because Bloodsport's weapon just, just straight up, just didn't... They really got handed an opportunity there and uh, yeah, got, got a little bit wasted. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, Gruff has put on an entertaining season. Their fight with Hypershock really made me smile, <laughs> although also cry. Um... <laughs> But yeah, I love Gruff. It's an awesome robot. Yeah, I'm excited to see them back. And I'm excited to see Bloodsport continue on. I want to see what they can bring with their next competition. All right, Tantrum vs. Fusion. We'll get the Waiachi curse back in effect. Um, no, apparently it's bro- apparently the curse has been lifted now because Jake beat it. So I don't know what Reese's excuse is. <laughs> Whoa. Spicy. Yeah, I mean, after 10 years, that is, that's huge. I didn't realize it was 10 years. 10 that, years? That's crazy. That is a curse. I wonder what they did. What did they do to deserve this curse? No, nah, tell me something. What'd they do? They changed the sacred Wisconsin cheese recipes. I don't know. One of them one day was like, I don't even like cheese. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> Uh, that'll curse you. One of them was born lactose intolerant. <laughs> oh, no. It's the prophecy. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we had Aaron Hill versus Reese Ewart here. Aaron Hill, really an excellent driver at this point. And oh. 
we saw it early on in the match. Tantrum just driving them right into the wall and getting the perfect little punch off. Oh, I love when they get those perfect little punches. When you actually see the weapon be able to punch instead of, like, someone riding on top of them. I love seeing that puncher go. It makes me so happy. It's such a unique weapon, and I think it is. it has such short reach. It's so rare to see them get such a perfect hit like that, but that was just great. It was just, like, sparks and power and just a little bop. I know, it makes me so stoked, yeah. And the driving on Tantrum, that is such a zippy little robot. Oh, it's amazing. It makes me so happy to see those big googly eyes go along in the battle box and just completely send it. Like, I love this robot. Yeah, we saw after that fusion with its gyroscopical forces, that big horizontal spinner Yeah. just really so powerful in what it can do but lifting the bot up i was like go for it tantrum go go he waited just a little bit and that spinner sort of came into a worse position for tantrum and then he drove under it and although i think he did some serious damage he also took some serious damage yeah that that weapon on tantrum was completely lopsided but still going that that, was phenomenal i loved that it was still going i was like yes tantrum how? How did that... W- that never happened. Those are the moments I love in combat robotics, when robots are so hardy that you just expect robots, you know, to, you drop them and they break, right? Like yeah. one wire comes loose, oh, the whole robot's dead or whatever. But combat robots, oh boy, can they go. Even when the weapon is like completely almost 45 degrees off axle yeah it could just still spin it's fine i can still fight i'm going i'm leaking oil i'm you know partially on fire like it doesn't matter doesn't matter just keep on slugging i love it i love tantrum i love tantrum as the underdog because they are adorable and i feel like they get counted out but man that bot is hardy it's so hardy, and I'll tell you what, fusion hats, so hot right now. Oh, yeah, <laughs> they are fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- so that was weird. We-, we saw Tantrum get under fusion, and as soon as fusion was up on top of them, just like sparks, little explosion, and then fire. Yeah, and quite a raging fire as well, honestly. Yeah, really, really cooking off. <laughs> and Tantrum still able to drive around. Yeah. Just carrying this robot around. This much bigger robot. I mean, it probably weighs the same, but... I wonder if Tantrum were trying to lift up their little fists to get them off. Yeah, I would like to know too. I imagine it's probably too much weight. On the other hand... If they can lift themselves over. Yeah, if they can lift themselves over, maybe. Or maybe they just wanted to drive around with this fun hat. (laughs) It looked quite good. In any case, that was an excellent match. However... Aaron Hill now with some major repairs to do, and Tantrum already looking pretty scruffy. Yeah, so it's going to be Tantrum versus Bloodsport. Oh, boy. I mean, with Tantrum's driving, I do believe they have what it takes to box rush Bloodsport and get them in the corner and keep them in the corner. Well, we saw how good they did against Valkyrie, is the thing. Yeah, exactly. And I don't imagine Bloodsport's weapon being harsher than Valkyrie's. The difference here is that Bloodsport's weapon will be higher up than Valkyrie and is maybe a perfect height to really do damage to Tantrum's weapon again. But we did see how much Valkyrie rode up on top of Tantrum. Yeah, it's going to be a matter of slowing down Bloodsport by bopping them into the corner and then attacking their hopefully vulnerable underside with that puncher. It's going to be a tough one. I, Who's your money on, Tegan? Look, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to have to think about it a bit longer. The question is, what weapon will Bloodsport bring now that they have lost? They have several left, but they don't have that tri-bar anymore. It's going to have to be one of their double-ended ones, and I think it's not going to be nearly as effective. They do still have a triple-ended one that has sort of the ring around it. (laughs) No, I have no memory of what it is, and your little hand gestures definitely didn't (laughs) help bring anything back. I was trying to signal, I was trying to sign to Tegan what it looked like, but just laugh in my face, all right. Sorry. (laughs) Well, look, I am definitely going for Tantrum. Oh, absolutely. Always. 
I think... I don't know. I do think Bloodsport's probably going to win this one. However, I, I, I don't know. It's it could be a could be a great underdog story here. Yeah, I'm excited to see Fusion come back next year. I think they need to scrap their vertical spinner and just go pure horizontal. Oh, that horizontal spinner! It's like a mini Son of Waiachi. Yeah, it's like that triangle power hour. Yeah, it's so good, and I feel like if they didn't have to think about two weapons. Yeah. They'd be super effective. If you could take that vertical spinner out, have better drive in the back half, yeah. some more armor, you could you could devastate with that horizontal spinner. Yeah. I think it's really good. But then maybe the name Fusion is a bit redundant if you're not got two well, weapons. Well, <laughs> I mean, Bite Force was originally a clamping bot. And I mean, that's a good point. You just turn into a vertical spinner. That's a good so, point. That's a good point. It's fun. It's fun to keep your silly names that don't make sense anymore sometimes. Good work, Fusion. You could tell Reese was really disappointed. Yeah, that that is a bummer. I think Reese takes it too hard. Like, honestly, you built an amazing robot. You drove pretty good, and yeah, you put on some amazing fights. Yeah, Fusion, honestly, always one of my favorite robots to watch because there was just so much power in it. Yeah, and you never know exactly what's going to happen. Like, we hadn't seen them ramp up like that before and like have the gyroscopic forces to almost fly yeah it's spectacular there are some robots that i want to see fight huge because i'd like to see what their weapon will do to huge's wheels and fujin is one of them i think it would just eat those wheels yeah i agree okay all right last match of the night last match of the night the main event no (laughs) they're all main events at this point i mean honestly but oh boy a doozy witch doctor versus scorpios Two of the best drivers out there. I didn't want to see this happen this early. Yeah. Like, I wasn't ready to see this matchup already. Like, I wanted them to be the two finalists, you they know? Could like easily have been the two finalists. Um, Both such good robots. I adore both of these robots. Yeah. Zach Lytle and Diana Tolson, just a great team. And Mike and Andrea Gladly. Also incredible. Just two of my absolute favorite teams. I was really excited to see Scorpios bring those little... I, I called them warthog, warthog tusks. Warthog tusks. Yeah, they reminded me of like a warthog. Yeah, I can see that. On the front of their... Um, what did they call wedge. them? I think they just called them... Shark teeth. Yeah, shark teeth or something. But I totally saw warthog tusks rather than shark teeth. But I, they were so good at getting, getting the high center on Witch Doctor. Yeah, they they were doing some work for sure. Definitely Scorpios kind of dictating the match. Witch Doctor, Witch Doctor just uh, adapting here. Witch Doctor, they do this all the time. Where qualifying rounds, they're just it's no good. Like they like to build tension. They love to build the tension, and now that they're in the round of thirty-two, oh. Man, what a superb robot. Oh, is really, really honed in there. Just absolutely performing. Loving Mike's driving. He is back at it. Oh, I don't know what happened at the beginning of the season, but his confidence is back, I reckon. I think he's got it. I mean, I think he was doing awesome against Hydra. It's just that he was dealing with those broken tooth problems, which make the robot just completely untenable to drive. But now that he's got a functioning bot, oh boy... He's so quick. I tell you what, who else is so quick? Andrea. I think she controls the self-rider. It's oh. like as soon as Witch Doctor is upside down, it is coming back up. Oh, it's like she before they even touch the ground, she's already got the self-rider going. Like It's the fastest self-rider in the competition. Absolutely. Jackpot. Please take no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, talk to Andrea. She will sort you out. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this was honestly such a good matchup. Scorpios were super aggressive the whole time. Even though they lost their weapon pretty early on, they were still going for it. They were not giving up at all. They yeah. Were on to Witch Doctor. That was unfortunate. Witch Doctor doing what I thought Rotator was going to do to Jackpot and just riding up the top and delivering a huge hit to just the main section of that weapon. Yeah. And yeah, bending it and obviously disabling it in some effect. Yeah, it was so good. I I love both of these robots, and it was so good to see them fight. 
I love how reliable Scorpios is. It just keeps coming back. It took so many hits to the wheels and... Particularly it, one wheel. Yeah, it, and yet it seemed like those hits really didn't do anything. Scorpios can just shake off damage like yeah, nothing. Yeah, it's so good. They really know how to push their robot to the to the limit. Yeah, Zach just doing a great job driving, keeping on the front of Witch Doctor, keeping their armoured front facing forward. However, Mike just able to... Do that trick where he reverses and just sort of skirts out to one side or the other and then comes back on the attack. He's so quick at it. He's such a good driver. I'm so happy that he's back in action. It's... I don't know how they're going to get beat this season. Yeah, so in the end, we saw Witch Doctor taking this as a judge, oh, unanimous judge's decision. Yeah. And yeah, I think that just came down to damage... Witch Doctor disabling Scorpios's primary weapon. Otherwise, I think the aggression definitely going for Scorpios. Oh, yeah. There, Even the control. There was one point where you could hear Zack yelling out, Stop running away! <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny. I loved that. Yeah, they do put on a great show. It, it's nice at the end of these matches to watch the teams interact through the, the COVID plexiglass. Yeah. And it's clear to see that they both just had a great time. Honestly. It was an awesome match. It's, it's great when you see two robots so well pitted against each other that just neither can really hurt the other. Yeah. And it's just three minutes of just awesome driving. Yeah. Now also Witch Doctor have that blessed weapon. Oh, it's very blessed. Yeah. Yeah. So it's had multiple hands upon it. And I feel like they've all given them the spirit, the voodoo, if you do. Yeah. Witch Doctor got the voodoo. Yeah. Who do you do? Which doctor does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, okay. Well, wow. Well, well, wow. What an episode. I'm super excited. I'm super excited for the Sweet 16. Bring it on. Okay, so Witch Doctor vs. Sawblaze now confirmed. Oh boy, who what who do you think's gonna who you going for? I know who you're going for. Yeah, it's not a not a not a question you need to ask. <laughs> yeah, going for Witch Doctor here. That's gonna be a tough one though. Sawblaze with that powerful drive. Definitely gonna be able to win the ground game and scoop up Witch Doctor. Mike's gonna really have to pull out all the stops in the driving here. Both to... both bots are really good at driving. Yeah, honestly, Jameson go. Easily just as good as what he had to deal with with Scorpius there. Yeah. He's going to have to get lucky. Isn't that wild that they have to verse two, like, downward saw bots in a row? Yeah, this is going to be a similar one, although... I think it's going to be a lot harder to pull that same maneuver and drive up over Sawblaze. That's, yeah. That's kind of not a thing that happens. No, Sawblaze is a bit bulkier than Scorpios. Yeah, they have kind of a higher front. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. Look, anything can happen. All I know is Witch Doctor has some great vertical pop-up. Yeah. And that could spell disaster for Sawblaze. Yeah. So, my pick, Witch Doctor, Witch Doctor. Yeah, Witch Doctor, Witch Doctor. Witch Doctor forever, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. All right. Well, that's this week's viewing episode is the Sweet 16. I'm super excited to see what comes out of that. Oh, yeah. It's, it's going to be good. It's getting closer. And... Are we... How are we going with your friend Spencer? Can he put the final on at the pub? We're watching the grand final at the pub. Yes! It's gonna be so good. We do have to wait for the football matches to be over. But then the projector is all ours. Battlebots at the pub. Battlebots at the pub. I'm... Let me tell you something. I'm so stoked right now. All I've ever wanted is to be able to watch Battlebots at the pub. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be a good time. Yeah. Okay, let's wrap it up. What do we need to say? What do we usually say? Come talk to Tegan on Instagram. You can find us at Instagram at botsbotsbots.podcast. Yeah, come have a chit-chat. Yeah, come have a chit-chat. It's a good time. Uh, We're also on Twitter. You can look us up there. You can find us on Facebook. You can email us at botsbotsbotspodcast at gmail.com. That's the one. Yeah, email us there. Tell us who you got wrong, who you got right in this bracket. Yeah, how messed up is your bracket? Yeah, how? who do you think is going to win overall now? Yeah, I have no idea now. I'm... Uh... Tantrum? Tantrum? <laughs> Maybe. Mammoth? 
Hey, a mammoth could do it. <laughs> I don't know. It could be mammoth versus tombstone. Oh, boy. I think I know how that one goes. <laughs> mammoth wins. You're right. If you, like- <laughs> if you like the podcast, you can donate to us at www.buymeacoffee.com slash bots, bots, bots. Uh, yeah, helps us out. Yeah. Keeps us running. Go on to Apple Podcast, rate, review. Leave us some feedback, please. I want to know how we're going. Yeah, the feedback is honestly maybe more important to me at this point. Oh, uh, absolutely. If you want to leave a review anywhere, if you even just want to write me a personal review, not Tegan, just me. <laughs> Spike, you're doing all right, mate. Thanks. Tegan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks for tuning in again, guys. Sorry this episode's a bit late. I had a wedding, and then things oh, just... It's been busy times, but we've got some more coming up. There's a lot of AMAs we missed, and we're gonna get to those soon. Yay! This has been Bots, Bots, Bots. I'm Tegan Kinder. I'm Spike Tickner. Thank you. We'll see you on the next one. Woohoo! Bye! Bye! Bye-bye! Bye now. Have a beautiful time.